Today on episode 86 of the Home of Play podcast, Sony's state of play for October happened, and we were just going to have to live with it. Sony has formed the PlayStation PC label, and two PlayStation franchises could be getting a revival. All that and more. Let's get some more intro. Happy Monday, everybody. We are back. That's right. Holidays are over, and we're coming back with episode 86 of the Home of Play podcast. Where every Monday, the two best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation news, rumors, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Stephen. With me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. This allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free. If you enjoy your leisure, we only ask you to help support the show by telling your friends, family, and the samurai about the podcast, and they can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing, and it's all because you love the gaming homies, helping to spread the cause to the power word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, complaints, guess what? We want to hear from you. Please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com, and then we can read your questions on the show or alone private while we discuss the PlayStation state of play that we got this last week uh, that, like Chris said, we're going to have to learn to live with. On today's episode, we have four news articles to discuss. But first, as always, let's begin with what we've been up to this last two weeks, because there has been an absence in our episodes and uh, we're just getting back into the groove of things. And it shows with how long it took for a setup for this episode. And uh, I'm taking all the blame for that. So, Chris, what have you been up to these last two weeks since I've been away? I went on travels and uh, no gaming for Steve. <laughs> no no gaming for you whatsoever. No, I was far away from anything resembling quick internet, uh, anything resembling a TV more than 480p. Uh, God help us. That was brutal. But, uh, <laughs> you know, at least they had the AMC channel where I was. So I watched a lot of like horror movies to get into the theme of Halloween because. Halloween's probably my number one favorite holiday, so yay. Mm, for sure. Uh, gaming for me in the last two weeks. What the heck have I been doing? Well, PC, pretty much the same stuff. Nothing different on that front. Um, yeah, more TFT, League of Legends TFT. Um, that's pretty much it. The random stuff that I play on there. Uh, Kuza like a dragon. Ugh, so much, so much content. Um, so much so much dragon <laughs> so much dragon yeah uh there's a couple of surprises in the game that actually were like really good uh i haven't finished it yet i think i'm on the, like the second last chapter so i'm almost done um here's hoping i can get the platinum soon but i think there's a bit of grinding that needs to be done to get that um so we'll see how how bad that's gonna be but uh i've really enjoyed it um the combat styles not for everybody because now it's it's definitely quite a bit different than it used to be from the other series, but uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's fun. It's goofy. It's got its you know really really goofy stuff that it does. Uh, I won't go into too much. Some there's some inter- inside jokes and and then other jokes on it that plays on itself. But I, I'm enjoying it. The combat is is pretty good, and there, it does get tough. The difficult some of the bosses near the end now are like really painful. I have to do like certain things just to get through them. So. Uh, and then over the last two weeks, I picked up two Square Enix games. Ones that we were kind of talking about before, uh, Dungeon Encounters, and the one that we played the demo for, Voice of Cards, The Isle of Dragon Roars. That one just came out yesterday, actually, so I played a little bit of that one. It's interesting, the demo picks up 
is like the demo is like a prequel to the game. So the uh, when you first start the game, it starts right where the demo ends, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then it's like, ha, 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 you don't actually play as these characters. And it's like, oh, okay. So it's interesting. I think I'm going to enjoy it. It's one of those ones I think I can just pick up randomly and jump into. It's good so far. Uh, and Dungeon Encounters. Yeah, there's... <laughs> I thought there'd be a little bit more story and I'm not getting very much story. Um, it's pretty much just there's a hundred floor dungeons start going at it and, and you just kind of the game is very much there's no not really stats per se. There's your hit points and ab- ability points uh, that kind of go up when your characters level up and then um, there's not really stats. It's all kind of weapon based where it's like you'll get a sword and it'll be like this sword does 300 damage every single time you swing it. It's always going to do 300 damage. Or you'll get a weapon where it'll be like, it could do 330 damage, but it's random. So it'll be one damage to 330. So it, you have to kind of play your odds, I guess, on if you want to take that chance. Uh, I'm noticing those numbers are usually higher, so there's a potential higher return. But it's also a, a harder chance to actually do more damage than a straight weapon that does fixed damage, right? So it's interesting. There's lots of interesting mechanics that are slowly getting revealed as I go. I'm not very far. I think I'm on like the 14th or 15th floor. I found like the next town or town area, town-like area, I guess. It's the shops, I guess is the better to say. But I'm enjoying it. It's really casual. You know, I could just throw on my own music and just jump in and do a couple floors. The game you could save pretty much any time, which is nice too, so... That's pretty much been my like last two weeks in a nutshell. So I'd ask what you you did, but we know you didn't do it. But that's it for me. Okay, Chris. So it has been a while since we've discussed any news content in front of the mic. So basically today's episode is going to be a little different. It's going to be primarily what happened the last week like we normally do. We're going to kind of forget for the most part that the week we missed even happened. Uh, you know, if you need to know what happened there, then I would just say go to your local sites like usual. Um, but we will touch on a few things. Yeah, a couple we touch on in homework. So it will be there. And there's some in, uh, yeah. I believe, one of the main articles I did. But whatever. You'll figure it out. Either way, let's educate each other today. So, Chris, Ubisoft has delayed the Division Heartland and Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake uh, yet again. This one comes from VGC. Previously scheduled for release during the current fiscal year, they will now launch during the company's next fiscal year, which ends on March 31st, 2023. Wait, 23? <laughs> yes. Uh, you got to forget that we're not already in 2022 because we're not, but they want you to think we are in 2022. So the delay doesn't seem that bad. But you know what you brought up before we were recording? I think it's the best answer I have, at least for Prince of Persia. And that is that that game, when they released the trailer, people were not pleased, clearly, uh, as you can tell by the likes, dislikes on YouTube. And I think they must be rehauled in that game. Uh, It's the only thing that makes sense to me. After what, I think they've already delayed it twice now. And one of them being, you know, claiming to be indefinite or at least should get to 2022, which was already, you know, sizable delay for them to already get ahead of that one. You know, they had a whole other year. They're like, nope, nope, <laughs> don't even don't even worry about 2022. Uh, yeah, they must be rehauling that thing. And I think that's a good thing because that, you know, I think with a game that old, we wanted more than just a half-assed remaster. And, you know, especially because they called it remake. You know, when you, 
you, we have games like Final Fantasy VII Remake that really, I think, brought people's expectations. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake broke people's expectations. That's now what we expect our remakes to look like. We want, and you know, this game reimagined with today's possibilities. Yeah. And I think that just sums it up. I don't know if you have anything to add. No, I mean, they, they need to put their effort in it because uh, from my memory of the first game, it wasn't a very long game. Like, even, like, for a new person to sit down and play, it's pretty short. So, if they're hoping to put the price tag of, like, a current price game on this, they need to put more into it. And that trailer that we saw was just, I don't know, it was, um, it looked more like a remaster than a remake to me. So, yeah, uh, if they're looking to hit that remake thing, they gotta try again. To get, like, I'm going to get really technical, but it looked to me... As if they took the basics, uploaded, you know, that into the... What was the third one called? I can't remember. Two Thrones or... Yeah, something like that, where he was, like, going all crazy. But it looked like they put in that graphics engine, and then we're like, okay, and then we'll just remaster that graphics engine, and that's what we ended up with. And I'm like, why does this look like Prince of Persia, the third one, but just slightly res better? And yeah, you're right. So it wasn't... Didn't look like a remake, and I think... Heartland, you know, that's a whole other thing. There hasn't been much discussed yeah. about it, just that it was going to be the first attempt at a free-to-play division game that, you know, would probably crush us all in the weight of its microtransactions. But uh, that's just me understanding what Ubisoft is slowly becoming, and uh, I'm going to take my stabs at that. Anyway, moving on. Tony Hawk developer Vicarious Visions will lose its name following Blizzard move. This one also comes from VGC. Don't worry, you're going to be hearing a lot of VGC coming to my mouth today. According to the report, employees were under the impression the team would still be known as Vicarious Visions, despite the decision earlier this year to fold into Blizzard as a support team rather than a lead developer. So much like anything else, let's lose all sense of identity. Strip it. You're making Call of Duty. Congratulations. This is how Activision works now. You said it perfectly. I I can't add any more to that. And I'm probably misspeaking because I said Call of Duty. They're claiming it's going to be a support team for Blizzard. But let's face it, Blizzard's going to get stripped and be working on World Warcraft Call of Duty pretty soon at this point, honestly. <laughs> Not a lot to talk about there, honestly. It's yeah. just sad to see that they're just ruining another company that uh, I had nostalgia for. So, Sony has formed the PlayStation PC label for its PC games push. This one also comes from VGC. PlayStation has formed a new label specifically for its PC gaming operation. It's emerged. On Wednesday, Steam users noticed that the platform holders' PC releases had their publisher switched to PlayStation PC LLC from the previous PlayStation Mobile label. According to the corporation wiki listing, Sony Interactive Entertainment registered the PlayStation PC name in April, this year via its California-based headquarters. A little side note that I picked apart from a few other articles is we also found out that a new listing on Steam's database appears to suggest that Sackboy, a big adventure, is coming to PC as well. And of course, we missed this one two weeks ago, but God of War is confirmed to coming to PC. That one is releasing in January, and we found out about that, that they actually uh, outsource it to Canadian studio Jetpack Interactive, and they'll handle the port. So Chris, with all that news that spewed from my mouth, are you surprised? Probably not. <laughs> no, not surprised. Uh, calling it mobile initially doesn't sound right, so it makes sense that they would realign that name. Um, but more on like God of War, I already know a couple people who are super excited for that. 
people who haven't jumped on the PlayStation bandwagon. They're just PC people. So the uh, Sackboy Big Adventure, I don't know if anybody's excited for that one, but uh, I'm sure there will be a market for it. But I know God of War, there's people already frothing at the mouth for that one. So <laughs> I agree. Like, there's no way that it doesn't sell anything. But it is weird to think about Sackboy Big Adventure on PC because it's like, are there a lot of like general age children that are just like, yeah, I want my, you know, what is it? Keyboard G for everyone rated games yeah. and or E. That's what it is. It's E, e. for everyone. I want my E for everything games on PC. And again, I know I just have a hard time thinking about children and PC gaming and not that it's impossible. I'm sure there's a lot of enthusiasts that want their kids to get into that. So like maybe they get them their own minor gaming PC, whatever. It's just I have a hard time picturing <laughs> kids with keyboards. So anyway, it's interesting. God of War coming to PC. It's been, you know, long enough. I think it makes sense to bring it now, especially with the sequel coming up. Yay. Not much to talk about there. I think it's a no-brainer that you would relabel everything. I guess it's just another push into that atmosphere of they're clearly taking PC more serious. My main concern right now is just, you know, if they go a little too far, are we going to start seeing newer games? You know, Sackboy's Big Adventure, that's not that old. No. So, yeah, it's about a year. So, basically, I mean, as long as it sticks to a year, I think I'm okay. It doesn't have to be two years. It doesn't have to be whatever. There's an argument to be made for six months. I just... I like my, I think it's a Puritan inside that wants it to not be day and date with PC. And that's my fear. The more they keep pushing for this PC transition that we're going to see that, but you know, they only built, they only bought one developer that's made for PC ports. So I don't think they can port everything at once. Uh, Anyway, moving on Resident Evil Village has shipped 5 million copies faster than the previous four games. This one comes from VGC. The eighth game in the series hit the milestone quicker than RE7, RE6, and the RE2 and RE3 remakes. Chris, I know you're an RE2 fan, or at least the remake. Probably both, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, this is good. I, I don't know. Maybe Resident Evil Village is, hits more mainstream than the others. I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, first person. Maybe you get more people, like, into first-person shooters that are more interested in this one. I don't know. I'm not too sure why Resident Evil stands out that much. There's a lot of, like, marketing with the whole uh, vampire lady. So maybe maybe that's pulling in these extra people. <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt if it's what you're saying. My my The one that rings in my head uh, as what I think might be true is we take, a, we take a look at 2021 as a whole. What really came out that was a blockbuster. Yeah. It was and on both our lists. Yes. And so I think that pushed it pretty high. And I honestly, yeah, there's just, I would say lack of competition is the greatest reason for this. Yeah. No, Here we sure. go, Chris. Some more fun stuff. Call yeah, of Duty God. Vanguard console install sizes and preloading details. Confirmed. This one comes from VGC. In a blog post revealing the game's install size for each platform, the company claimed new on-demand texture streaming tech reduced the space needed up by up to 50% compared to previous series entries on new-gen consoles and PC. Uh, so we're just going to go with the install size if you're curious. PlayStation 5 will be 64.13 gigabyte download, yet for some reason it's going to need almost 90 gigs required. Uh, PlayStation 4 will take 54 gigabytes, and then Xbox Series X and S, 61, and Xbox One, 56 gigabytes 
Now, I think we need to talk about this part, Chris. How does it make any sense that the PlayStation 4 is smaller than the PlayStation 5? You know, I know a lot of people, their initial reaction might be like, well, texture size, you know, PlayStation 4 doesn't have real 4K, yada, yada, yada. That doesn't matter. And we've seen it time and time again. Um, PlayStation 5, because of the way it can process data, because of the speeds, because of the hard drives, it doesn't need, you know, constant duplicates of the same files, basically, I guess is the easiest way I can say that. Therefore, it should condense this. You know, we we see in every single game and even articles come up all the time about how, oh, here's the PS5 version. You know, it's sizably less than the PS4 version. The fact that PS4 is still smaller than PS5 tells me they're screwing something up here. I still stand by that Activision doesn't know how to prop- properly make a game because even your numbers here, PlayStation 5 is 64 gigs, let's say, rounded mm-hmm. down. And PlayStation 4 requires 54. But for some reason, the required space, uh, the PlayStation 5 is 89, but the PlayStation 4 is 93. Like, they, I, the numbers aren't making sense. And you yeah. look at the required space on the Xbox systems, they're, they pretty much, the required space is, matches what the downloaded space is. So yeah, it's I, exactly. I, they, they honestly, I'm, I'm standing by the fact they just don't understand how to do the technology and it doesn't make sense to me when you have that many companies working on it and like this is just as far as i can tell this is just the new campaign and maybe the multiplayer mode this still is excluding warzone mode altogether yes. which is probably yeah. at this point in time what most people are wanting to play so this it's this number plus warzone which is i don't know what that's at right now 150 plus gigs so I don't know. Yeah, you're looking over 200 or slightly over 200 gigs, I think, if you want that total package. Yeah. Um, I, I think, honestly, it's got to be Warzone holds it back a little. I think they like to re- reuse assets, and I think it's probably whatever system they use of trying to reuse those assets and keep building upon that must be, you know, really hard. Because, like, even when they say here, they're like, well, it's a new on-demand texture streaming that was able to reduce textures. Okay, but... It, you need to reduce everything. You need to reduce the fact that these things and the assets are being multiple times in the file code. Like uh, it's, it's so much more than just one thing looking to condense one thing. It, I don't know. It, it seems mind blowing at this point that they just need to get over it, restart. But I wonder with Warzone, and they want that to last seemingly forever, as long as they're making their transaction or microtransaction dollars off of it. I don't think they'll want to switch and, I just assume that must be the biggest proponent for why it just can't you know, yeah, they, they have a refresh. Having this mandate to release a Call of Duty every year, and if they have to go back to the drawing board, that means there's one year where they won't release a Call of Duty. And that's, God forbid, you can't have that. Just people riot. Mean, meanwhile, well, nobody with, will, I don't think. And with having three companies simultaneously making a game, technically that gives them a space of three years. How can you not remake a Call of Duty in that time? Yeah, you just need one company to step up and say, okay, we're changing the formula, guys. We're going to yeah, do we're it. Not, we're not asking for a God of War remake. No. It's just, oh my God. PS Plus subscribers up year over year, nearing 50 million. This one comes from Push Square. After a slight blip earlier in the year, PlayStation Plus subscribers have rebounded in the quarter spanning July through September, with Sony retaining 47.2 million active members. This is a significant increase on the same period year over year, where Sony tailed 45.9 million members, a record at the time during the height of the pandemic. 
Chris, we're doing it. We're moving the needle back upwards. We're doing uh, it. We, we talked about how they went down a bit. Yeah. And it was the first time they saw a blip. And there you go. It's back up. Hooray. Yeah, we had speculated when the we did when we were in the blip uh, that uh, it was probably likely due to like those year subscriptions ending and people were starting to get outside more. And I don't know. I guess that's worn off or people's subscriptions ended and they're like, oh, yeah, I went back out in the real world. Yeah, nothing to be happy about. I'm going to come back. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, uh, I think they were nostalgic. They went outside and like, oh, yeah, this is the reality of reality. Yeah. Uh, I-, I not want. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> so it's good to see the number jump back up, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. But yeah. So the only reason see. I like to see it go up is because then I hope Sony sees the money. Therefore, they'll give us better PS Plus games. Yeah. Uh, so far, hasn't been working, but that's the uh, that's the ideology I cling to. Uh, PlayStation Five and Switch three year run as best selling consoles. This one comes from Kotaku, and holy crap, it is possibly the most exciting news here. <laughs> it makes me happy. After almost three years as the top-selling console in the U.S., the Nintendo Switch has been ousted by Sony's PlayStation 5. According to Matt Piscatella at NDP Analyst, the PlayStation 5 was the best-selling game hardware platform in both units sold and overall dollars earned in September 2021. In quotes, September's 2021 snaps the remarkable 33 consecutive month streak that Nintendo Switch was the market's leading platform in hardware unit sales, Piscatella said on Twitter. According to Piscatella, U.S. video game hardware sales as a whole saw a 49% increase in September 2021 relative to the previous September, with total sales for the year to date reaching $3.4 billion. The Switch has still sold more units throughout the year, though, uh, so we have to keep that in mind. But anyway, don't care. There you go, PS5. Even with such limited resources, such restrictions, uh, Walmart apparently holding an absolute god amount <laughs> back intentionally that, you know, places you can still come out and uh, hit it. Hit it good. We did it. Speaking of things that we knew about that uh, were going to come true, and now that they are coming true, Apple Music is now available on PlayStation 5. This one comes from VGC. We talked about it before I left for holidays, and... Guess what? Now it's just on your PS5. So if you subscribe to Apple Music, congratulations. You can now stream that music while playing PS5 stuff or just turn your PlayStation 5 on to listen to music, which is kind of weird, but whatever. Screw cell phones, right? We don't need them. (laughs) You have another venue in which to listen to this podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. There you go. Now you can listen to the podcast on your PS5. I like Chris's idea. Let's go with that. Well, you already came with Spotify. (laughs) But but now, now. if you didn't have Spotify, although Apple's like the least downloaded. The options have expanded. A new returnal update adds suspend points and a new photo mode. This one comes from VGC. The version 2.0 patch, which is released today, which is not today as recording, but previously, adds a new suspended cycle feature, which lets players pause their cycle and continue it later. This means players can exit the game and turn off their console fully without losing their progress during a session. Something that wasn't possible before. Chris, we need to talk about this. This is what I've been asking for. Yay. This is me saying that they need to get out of their own, you know, shenanigans and Ask. basically say, well, and not worry about the three people that are going to go through the the horrible process of having to like die, then go in the cloud save, re-download the previous uploaded save to try to like 
cheat the system so they can get a platinum. Who cares for those three people that are going to do it? This is going to help so many more people than, you know, people abusing it. Yeah. No, 100%. This is this is what's been holding me back from playing it more. Uh, mm-hmm. I needed that photo mode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, suspend, <laughs> the suspend mode. I mean, there's you could get some pretty cool fit photos in this game, too, but... Yeah, no, the one big thing was like power outages. And I'm not talking about a power outage while I'm playing the game. I suspect you have to actually do something to turn this mode on. So I think a power outage while I'm playing the game will probably still screw it up. Maybe not. I don't know. I haven't tested it. But uh, I'm excited for this because this was a big thing where it's like, maybe I want to play another game. No, you can't. Maybe I want to turn the system off for some reason. No, you can't. It's like it was this was this was just holding us back from enjoying the game more because I definitely want to play it more. So I, I am definitely excited to get back into this now that I can at least, you know, I jump between a lot of games. I'm not someone who like super focuses on one game at a time. So uh, this is definitely something I needed and wanted. So and for more positive returnal news, we also found out this previous week that whatever the hell this is, but it's called develop star awards. I, I don't know why I emphasize the piece so much, but it felt good when I did it. Uh, basically, they had their own award show. I've never really heard of these awards before, but it was big enough to show up uh, in some other news sites. So I figured I would add it in here. And apparently they gave Returnal Game of the Year. Uh, congrats to Returnal. That's pretty interesting and unique. Uh, yeah. You know, mean, I don't think. Did either of us have it on our list? I can't even remember. Yeah, I had Returnal on my list yet. Okay. And then they also won Best Visual Art, and I do think they kind of deserve that. If you're into that aesthetic, you know, the uh, what is, particle physics, that yeah, was called? Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the particle effects deserve accolades. So if you like that visual art, it makes sense why it'd win Best Visual Art. So, you know, I just added that on for fun. Congrats to Housemark. We always say it wrong. I think we always say it. We, make, we, we add the Frenchness yeah. to it. <laughs> so congratulations to Housemark. All that. Anyway. Two underrated PlayStation franchises being revived for PS5, says Insider. Uh, This one comes from Gaming Bible, uh, which, you know, I'm just going to have to say trust the site with what you want. We could call this rumor corner. I don't care. Uh, But anyway, Xbox era co-founder Nick. uh, Let's just say co-founder Nick something Baker claims to have heard from an OG Sony source that new entries for both Infamous and Sly Cooper are currently in some form of development for the current consoles. Okay. You know, it's interesting. I always have this, like, immediate response to, like, an Xbox guy says he talked to an OG Sony source, and I'm like, okay, not that it's impossible for there to be, like, interweavings here, but it's also very unlikely. Like, you know, why would an OG source guy, you know, be like, hey, Xbox guy, you probably want to know about all these Sony games that you don't care about. Uh, again, not impossible, but it, I would say this one, let's definitely the grain of salt on this one. Um, but anyway, confirmed. It, if it's <laughs> true, awesome. I really am an infamous fan. Yeah, me too. I didn't love Second Son. I thought, you know, it's one of those games that suffered from the final boss just being shenanigans and adding last second mechanics that aren't fun. And I had a bunch of glitches, so I didn't love that part. But, you know, it looked amazing at the time. Like Very artsy. Yes. And I I know it was probably one of the best games at launch you could get. Yeah. Um, Well, I guess it wasn't a launch game, but it was damn close. It was close enough. And it was fantastic. I'm not a Sly Cooper fan. I don't think I've ever played a Sly Cooper. But, you know, more than ever, I'd probably be likely, you know, it would be more likely than ever that I would even try it now that I've 
you know, try to ratchet and clank. And I never did that before. So who knows? My desperation takes me in all sorts of places. Yeah. So. No, I'm with you on that. Almost exactly. Infamous, big fan of that series. Uh, they were just fun games to play. Infamous so, one, I think for the time was like, yeah, amazing. I think I went through that one both, both ways you could play it. So, and yes. there wasn't even that much of a difference between the ways really. Well, and I almost platinum that one and that didn't have like the easiest, no. tr- not the hardest trophies, but not the easiest. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, I like this enough to almost get platinum. The only thing I couldn't get a platinum is I think it glitched, but it was like railing. Uh, you had to like grind for a certain amount on the the oh, train yeah. tracks. Yeah. And it just never popped for me. I remember leaving it one time and just doing circles forever and still Didn't just work. would not pop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, great. Sly Cooper. I can only say my only experience with Sly Cooper is playing him in PlayStation All-Stars, the fighting game. <laughs> I don't even remember playing him in that. Yeah, that was my only experience to him. I knew he existed and whatnot, but it's not something I ever really looked at. So, but I, yeah. I, I could see there's probably a big uh, fan base that would be excited for one of those. So. I still still would have wished that the the show they were supposedly going to make came out. I think it almost suited better as a show, honestly. But anyway, Chris, we're done with the quick stuff, the little small bite sized news. So let us get into review roundup. This is when we give you the Metacritic scores for recently released games, and then hopefully you can make your own uh, educated opinion based on those reviews if you want to buy or pass these games. So the first interesting one is Guardians of the Galaxy. This one came up with much speculation, probably well-deserved. We got two Guardians of the Galaxy for PS5. is currently sitting at 81 on Metacritic, 64 positive reviews, 13 mixed, no negative. Um, and then Series X, 83 positive, 17, or wait, sorry, Sydney 83, 17 positive, two mixed. Seems like they had a lot less reviews, clearly. Yeah. Um, so I'd take the PS5. I always like taking the one of the most reviews, you know, that's always fun. But anyway, not a bad score. I did not expect that. Um, I honestly thought this game was going to be dog bones, but, uh, glad to see it is pleasing the people that are willing to try it. Uh, it hasn't changed anything for me. I still look at this game. And I just don't think it's for me. Uh, Chris, I don't know if it's changed your opinion. Uh, maybe a little bit. It's one of those ones that's like, okay, maybe I'll keep an eye on it if it actually shows up on my radar again. But uh, I'll, I'll, it's one of those ones that I'm not, I'm not in any huge hurry. I'll wait till it goes cheap. So. I, I think the only reason I like the idea of Guardians of the Galaxy is because the movies. And yeah. I honestly, if someone would have told me about these characters... Or if a game would have came out before a movie, I still think I would hate them. Like, these aren't characters I want to play or, like, I don't know, emulate in any way or yeah. shadow. But they're characters that are fine on a movie screen. They're entertaining enough that I'm like, I just think they're better suited for that. And that, I think that's my problem is I just, it, as a whole, I just would never play that kind of cast of characters. So... I think that's why I'll never go to it. It has nothing to do with, like, if it's bad or good or whatever. It's just I liked not the. Was it Telltale? I think they did the Guardians, right? Yeah, I never even played it. At that point, I was so done with Telltale. Uh, yeah, I liked that one because it was, like you say, it was more watching a movie, which... Yeah, that's And they were, true. They were entertaining that. to watch, so I didn't mind. Mm-hmm. That one was pretty good. Fatal Frame, Maiden of Black Water, PS5 reviews on Metacritic are sitting at 67, 9 positive, 13 mixed, and 1 negative. I think the 1 negative was Destructoid. They definitely didn't seem pleased. They give it like a 4 out of 10, I believe. And, you know, take it however you will. Um, You know, it's an old game being... It's definitely not a remake. It's just more like a remaster. 
but if you enjoyed those games previously, you're probably still going to like them. So I think that's how you have to look at this. I don't think it's going to change your opinion if you didn't like these games before, but if you did, then you're, you're going to have a good time. And you know, the majority of the reviews were mixed. So I guess if you were somewhere in the middle, you're still going to be somewhere in the middle. So, hooray. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one for this week is the dark pictures anthology house of ashes. I think we missed this one when we were on holidays, but it's sitting at 73, which does seem to be kind of the norm for that. You know, yeah, it's it's upsetting that they'll never seem to hit the high they had with Until Dawn, especially with these smaller bite-sized things. And maybe that is part of why that is. But anyway, Cinema 73, it's got 29 positive, 21 mixed, one negative. And the user score, that, that one actually has a user score because it's been a little bit of time, is 7.7. So it, it for once, actually matches the critics. Mm. On top of that, Chris, you were kind enough to give us the previous ones. And Little Hope was sitting at 71. And Man and Badan is 69. So at least we can say it's trending the positive. Slight improvement every time. <laughs> yeah, a slight improvement. So if you ever wanted to try one of these, it does sound like this is, I don't know, statistically the best option for you. Yeah. I think they're, the hope was for them to do four in total for the anthology, I think. I don't even remember having a number, uh, but was you're there probably maybe number? right. I, yeah, I can't even remember. So we got through a review roundup, Chris. That means we have to get into the, the news. news. So this week we have four news articles, like we said before, and we're going to start with number one, Sony State of Play for October. This is from the PS blog, and Chris, since you laid it down, I'm going to let you review it up. Okay, we'll jump right into the list. Uh, I think this one is definitely one of the not exciting <laughs> State of Plays that we've had recently. Anyway, they're kind of going downhill, but uh, this one wasn't any first party titles, it's all relatively indie stuff or just adding adding on to current content but we will go through the list it starts with death burst let it die a multiplayer survival action game built around a reality game show in which you'll fight it out for fame glory and fortune um it looks pretty okay it's a survival kind of looks like a not a mmo I i was gonna say an mmo battle royale style game um I don't know what to say for it. It, it looks goofy, kind of wacky. Um, it reminds me, I get like whiffs of like Borderlands from it with some of the way the characters act, but not much to say on that one. Uh, following that, we got another one. This one was even really weird for me. Uh, we are OFK. Uh, I don't know who OFK the band is, um, but indie pop band OFK teams up with co-designer of Hyperlight Drifter for a new five episodic music biopic series i don't know who this is for uh i suspect if you're a fan of ofk then have at her you're probably excited for this but i don't even really know they didn't even i don't even know if they show gameplay it's just care you can see character models and they're talking and i think it's just more of a goofy kind of trailer for it i don't even know if it has anything to do with gameplay to be honest Following that, we got Bug Snacks, the Isle of Big Snacks. Hungry for more Bug Snacks? A new free update is coming early 2022, introducing a new island, living space, and the ability to dress up your favorite Bug Snacks. I'm someone who actually did play through Bug Snacks. I had an okay time with it. It's, it's goofy, fun. It is what it is. Is this enough to make me go back to the game? No, I'm done with it. I, I had my fun a year year later, pretty much. No, uh, it's not for me. 
Uh, Steve, is this now a game that is ready with this DLC? Now you're going to play this game in 2022? No, nah, you know what? I played Bug Snacks for maybe two or three hours with my wife, and then we just never went back to it. Yeah. Um, it was fine for, I think, who it's meant to speak to, but yeah. just for myself, I'm like, this game isn't for me, and it's fine. I, I don't think that makes it a bad game. I just, it's not a game for me, and I don't know, you know, even the game, like the base game is a free-to-play, because we had PlayStation Plus at the time. So even as a free game, I only, you know, put two hours in. There's no way I'm coming back to pay for something to play a game. You know, like it just it doesn't make sense. To yeah. Me. Moving on. Probably one of the more exciting ones by a lot of people that aren't me. Uh, <laughs> Five Night at Freddy's Security Breach. They've been showing this one a couple times in the past. Uh, find out how to evade prowling animatronics in the most ambitious Five Night at Freddy's yet. Oh, to this December. This is definitely not for me, but I know it has a big fan base. Um, I don't know. Is this a series that you ever played? I don't think it is. I've never played one. I've always kind of see it in other videos on YouTube and whatnot. But I don't know. This one, does it not seem like they're just trying to make them sexier for some reason? I don't understand. <laughs> you know, like the other ones, I got why it was yeah, creepy because they're falling bear, apart. Little animal things. Yeah, yeah, they're like rusted and just decrepit things walking around it made sense to me this one they're like i mean maybe it's just like a promotional shot but what we're both looking at here they look like fully functioning hot japanese like fighting robots from like an anime i don't understand the appeal to this one specifically like i honestly yeah. would say i'd rather go back to some of the older ones where yeah like i, I would see why it's supposed to be things horror this i'm just like if you're a furry there's nothing scary here there's nothing scary. This is alluring. Embrace. You're going to be running towards the anim- They're going to be running from you. It's a reverse survival horror game where the animatronics are just going to be fleeing for their lives. Continuing on, we got Death's Door. Journey through a dark and offbeat world as a bird with a sword in this captivating adventure. Not too much. The trailer looked okay. It's from Devolver Digital. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say about this one. It's one of those top-down... It has like a Hades feel to it, but obviously not like, I don't think it's going to be the level of Hades, but it could be. Uh, I don't know what to say much about it because this is the first we've seen about it as far as I'm aware of. So moving on, this one will get the cart rider drift people excited. Um, This is an Unreal Engine 4 powered arcade racer brings its competitive and combative modes to PS4, not PS5 for some reason. I don't know. I'm guessing it'll have the free upgrade or be for both. Uh, and you haven't long to wait to try it. A beta is going to launch this December. Essentially, it's trying to compete with Mario Kart. It looks fine. Uh, the combat looks fun with the driving. Looks like tons of customizations with the vehicles, which is kind of nice because I, I think the Mario games are a little less on the customizing. But uh, if I'm sure this is going to have a, a definite market for people, I think. Because I'm waiting to see how many lawsuits can come of this. Just. Based off of like me watching the trailer while you're talking, yeah, and I'm I'm seeing a costume that looks like it's a complete rip off of Jason from Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, I'm seeing what looks like Mega Man and Astro Bot if they had a baby. I'm seeing one guy drive something that looks super similar to like a Batmobile. I, I just think one they guy stole looks like VV from Final Fantasy Nine. Yes, and I'm like, yeah, they're all maybe safe enough. Like they're just 
slightly different enough to not get sued, but oh man, would it be funny if they, you know, there's enough copyright claims on this one. <laughs> Either way, it's a kart racer. It doesn't interest me whatsoever. I, I'm not against kart, them existing. It's just I have no joy in playing kart racers. I don't understand. Uh, just for me, I, I don't get them. I'd rather, not that I'm a big racer in general, but I would much rather play like Gran Turismo 7, Forza, whatever, Horizon, blah, blah, blah. Give me any of that. Need for Speed? I used to have fun with those. Oh, yeah, Need oh, for yeah. Speed. Need for Speed was mm-hmm. good, yeah. Continuing on, uh, we got a fighter game, which I know Sony's trying to get more into with some of their recent actions. Uh, King of Fighters 15, SNK's fighting franchise debuts its newest fighter and announce uh, and announces an open beta test coming next month. Uh, I know the series exists, but I forget about it after I'm done talking about it. So I don't know if this is one that's popular. Um, I don't know. You're, a bit, you're I think more it's into fighting just games. Popular but, uh, enough to exist. Yeah. Okay. And have sequels. You know, like I don't. They're not. It's not more combat. I don't think Street Fighter has the relevance it used to. Um, I don't think it's as high up. I would even say it's probably behind Guilty Gear, but that's just from my perspective. Yeah. From like, you know, from my lens, I, I could be totally wrong on that. Just, but for how much I hear about it, I usually only ever hear about it because of the announcements. Continuing on, we got First Class Trouble, the social social deception game launches into PlayStation Plus next month. Uh, find out how you could survive rogue AIs aboard a luxury space cruiser or as an AI. How to pass as a human. Um, I played this on PC. It's pretty fun. It's essentially Among Us, but a lot more detail. Um, it's it's fun. It's it's you got. I mean, you, it's it's one that you want to play with your friends for sure. Uh, playing with randoms, you can maybe do it, but there's always somebody that just screws up everything. So it's less fun with randoms, but. Uh, continuing on, I think this one's probably one of the more exciting ones for, I think, more people. Um, Star Ocean, The Divine Force. Uh, Square Enix marks the 25th anniversary of the sci-fi fantasy RPG series with the announcement of a new title coming to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 next year. Um, I think the Star Ocean series is a big, pretty popular one. Uh, my biggest beef with it is after watching the trailer, I find that the game still looks like a PS3 game. Maybe even PS2 in some regards, but um, that's my opinion. Um, I don't know. You watch this one, uh, I watch and this you're one. big into the JRPGs, so yes, I think this one aesthetically is just not going to match up with me. I, I guess they think it's clever to have you know one character look like he's from more of a sci-fi fantasy, and the second character looks like they're from medieval times. But that just doesn't make sense to me. Like you know, as soon as this one girl sees the other character. You think your first thought is like, no, I want high tech gear. Like, why the hell would I be wearing steel if you can like fly and have laser swords? That makes no bloody sense. So whatever. I don't know much about it, but I agree with you. It looks like a later PS3 game to me personally. Um, It's just some of the styles. Again, the faces look horrendous. I don't know what who's doing the character models. It's like something about Square Enix right now and faces just bother me. You know, this one's still looking, I would say, much worse than. You mean you give Forspoken enough crap, but I, I'd say this one's still much worse. But whatever, we'll see. Maybe the action will be great. You know, I didn't know how I'd like Tales of Arise, and I end up loving that. So there's hope still. I don't think I know enough to make a final judgment. And then the show ended with one that we've heard about and seen, I think, a little bit about. Um, 
Little Devil Inside. Uh, we get an extended look at this Victorian-like era action adventure, showcasing gameplay and its intriguing min miniature-like world map. I'm not going to lie. I was interested in this one the first time it was shown briefly or we heard about it. Uh, after seeing this, I still like the aesthetic of it. Uh, combat looks like it's it could be something. They didn't show a lot. They showed, I guess, just enough to, you know, get you a little bit more interested in it. It looks good. Uh, I don't know. This one, I, this one's on. This one is now on my radar to keep an eye out for it, just to see where it's gonna go. So, that's probably my highlight of the show for me. Uh, did you watch, watch the trailer for this one? I did watch the trailer. I don't know what to think. I, I feel like this is gonna be one of those games that I'm not gonna understand unless it's in my hands. Yeah, like kind of like when, like maybe twelve minutes, like. Where it was like mm -hmm. you knew what you're you're getting, but you don't know what you're getting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would I would agree with you. It is definitely probably the game of the show, and I think that's why they intentionally left it for last. Yeah. It's just a little upsetting because we've seen this game, you know, originally announced over a year ago, I wanna say. I think so, yeah. Uh easily. So, you know, the fact that it's still barely being talked about, we're finally getting a little update, but it's not even an update. There's no release window whatsoever i think doesn't it just say 2022 maybe yeah yeah 2022, and that, right. that's about it so i guess maybe that's an update because before they didn't really have anything but it's just it's not enough it doesn't really give us a good picture so you know it could still be over a year away from now yep so that was pretty much the whole show uh overall i don't think there's anything to be too excited from uh the one thing i, I i'll give the show credit for is they did show a fair amount of games. And I think they're doing that shotgun approach where they're trying to show a game to try to target every single type of audience person where they get, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's, you're going to get those people. You try to get a kart racer, you got driving game. Uh, we are OFK. Who knows who that's for? That's that small little group of people doing weird things. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but they're, and then, you know, they, they got Death Verse. Uh, try to get your battle royale type of thing. So I don't know. There, it felt like they were doing the shotgun approach, King of Fighters fighting game. They were really like, really that. It, can can you disagree with me on that? Because like Star Ocean, like there's your JRPG side. They're really trying to hit every single audience with this one. I think they did. The problem was is when you look at it as a whole, like people are like, okay, this is not the best show. These would have just been better as just. At single one-off announcements it shouldn't have been compiled into a whole show yeah i agree um i i think you kind of said it best like i can i disagree obviously i can that's my one skill in life is i can always disagree i choose not to i yeah. agree with you <laughs> but um yeah like i think you said it it's just it just feels like they a buckshot it hit everything or maybe more bird shot sorry if we're talking about shotguns i don't know much about guns forgive me i'm sorry and it's just going to spray everything. You, you know, you're going to hit a, a target regardless of where it's placed. And I think that was the goal here. I, you know, none of these really sung to me, but I think none of them, you know, they're, I wouldn't even say most of these are double A, right? No, they're so all pretty. that's probably indie. why. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's why this one's not meant for me. And it's fine because we had a bigger Sony showcase, Sony showcase the last time. So I guess I can get over it. I mean... I'm kind of glad I didn't tune in, though. I'm kind of glad I didn't set my watch for this, you know, put on alarm, any notifications whatsoever. I'm glad I just kind of went to it afterwards. I think I kind of knew this probably wasn't going to be for me. 
I was a little disappointed initially because they just, you know, all they said was third party games. And then again, they let my imagination run wild or it's a combination of me and them thinking, oh, I'm going to see Final Fantasy 16 finally, maybe some of these other bigger titles. Yeah, you know, I always hope to hear more about the Hogwarts legacy, uh, stuff like that. But that's just me being hopeful and apparently stupid for thinking we're going to see games. Uh, but I think like always, I think the I always come back to this until Sony starts releasing games. They're not going to talk about new ones. And it just seems uh, evident here. So whatever. I guess that's what we're going to get. If I had to grade it, I would say this is a C probably. I put somewhere in the middle. You know, it's not amazing. It's definitely not worthy of an A. I could see someone coming up with an argument about a B. But to me, because they're indie and it's everywhere, like it's just anything. I feel like at the same time, it's going to, I agree with Chris where it's going to hit for somebody. But that means only one game is going to hit for somebody everywhere. Unless you're very open to like multiple genres, which I say, Chris, you probably are more open than I am. But for me, then I'm like, yeah, Star Ocean, I guess, talk to me and maybe Devil Inside. but. Neither one of them really hit. Like, I'm not going to keep, you know, my ears to the ground waiting for more information on these games. Yeah, there's no no uh, God of War or anything like that where it's like, oh, my yeah. God, I need to get this type of thing. I'm not saying everything does, but, no. you know, there's plenty of third-party games that I totally listen to. And, I'm, you know, I just brought up Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, um, you know, anything. Heck, I'm even excited for Witcher 3 next-gen if that ever doesn't get delayed. So we're going to go to number two, PlayStation reports another record quarter with 13.4 million PS5 sold. This one comes from VGC. On Thursday, Sony reported that its games and network division generated $5.86 billion in revenue and $0.751 billion in profits between July and September 2021. As shown in data collected by Reset Era, this represents PlayStation's strongest ever Q2 period in terms of of sales and revenue and the second biggest revenue quarter ever outside of a holiday window Q3. Typically, operating profit was down 21% year over year. Uh, During the three-month period, Sony reported that it sold some 3.3 million PS5 consoles, which represents an increase of 1 million over Q1, bringing the total number sold to 13.4 million. In comparison, around just 200,000 PS4s were sold during the same period compared to 1.5 million a year before. Sony sold 76.4 million PS4s and PS5 games during the three-month period, down from 81.8 million last year. It said 7.6 million of which were first-party titles, down from 12.8 million year-to-year. But again, we had options back then. The company's best-selling first-party PS5 games so far are Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is 6.5 million, also available on PS4, though. And Demon Souls, 1.4 million. And Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, 1.1 million. Yay, Demon Souls. Frick me. They, remember last time they did this, they didn't even want to bring up Demon Souls for some yeah. reason. I wonder if that was because they didn't want to come out and say they bought Blue Point yet. So they didn't want to be like, well, it's, you know, not a first party, but kind totally. of a first party. Yeah. But I, it's glad to see that it's finally making the list and they're talking numbers. However, PlayStation Network monthly active users declined for the third quarter in a row to 104 million down from 105 million, 109 million, and 114 million in previous quarters. That one's a little more interesting, but again, that probably just speaks to what we've said before about people returning outside, (laughs) returning maybe to in-office work. I'm not too sure how that's going in every part of the world. You know, I can only speak for my area. Um, But overall, 
Yay. Like, it's great. PS5s are selling faster than PS4s and on top of a shortage. You know, I think that's what people really need to see here. I know there's some people that claim they can't get their PS5s, although I do argue that it's getting easier. I'm not saying it is easy. I'm not saying you can walk into a store, but Curtis finally has one. I've heard of another couple of friends that have mildly tried. Like, they haven't gone crazy, but there's, you know, they, as long as they're there, when you get a warning, you go. It sounds like it is achievable. It's just, again, not super easy, not convenience for sure. Um, but there you go. It's just, I'm glad to hear this. It Again, the reason I'm glad is not because I believe this corporation is my friend, because I think we always have the conversation about Xbox, but I think people need to understand the better Sony does, the more money they want to invest in their games. And that's just a win-win for us. Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent on all of what you have said. Okay. Chris is speechless. He's just so I'm goddamn happy. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so speechless. He's just so happy. He does not happy, worry. Happy, joy, joy. It's like watching your kid get married. Okay. Number three, PlayStation reveals workforce has grown by 20% and says it plans to aggressively invest. This one comes from VGC. And I think this speaks to what I just said about if they make money, they invest money. Chris, take it away. Sony Interactive Entertainment's development workforce has grown by almost 20% this fiscal year following a string of studio acquisitions. And the company has suggested that more developer buyouts could be on the way. Since the beginning of Sony's fiscal year in April 2021, PlayStation has acquired Returnal developer Housemark, PC port specialist Nixie Software, UK-based Fire Sprite, which was established by former members of SIE Studio Liverpool and Bluepoint Games, the Texas-based studio behind various remake, uh, various PlayStation remakes and remasters, including the PlayStation 5 launch game Demon Souls. Following the publication of Sony's latest quarterly results on Thursday, Executive Deputy President and Chief Financial Officer Hiroki Totoki discussed the recent studio acquisitions and the company's plans to continue growing its development capabilities. Kind of makes sense since Sony's gaming side of the th- things is pretty much what's making them money right now. Uh, Totoki said, as a result of the acquisitions announced since the beginning of the fiscal year, uh, the number of PlayStation Studios will increase by 4 to 16, and the number of developers will increase by almost 20%. We plan to continue to aggressively invest in our development capability going forward. Sony reported its second quarter financial results on Thursday. Its gaming arm enjoyed a record quarter in terms of revenue as the PlayStation business continued its run as the corporation's most fruitful division, which is kind of what I just said before it came up. (laughs) So it obviously makes sense to me that the workforce under PlayStation has grown by 20% since they've purchased a fair amount of companies. So yes, that number would go up. But it's good to hear that they are looking at buying more and increasing their developer count. So, no, that's great. I'm happy for them again. It's just great news all around for PlayStation. Well, and exactly. And I think that, you know, like I talked about the previous one, I'll just reiterate. Basically, it means the more money they're making, the more they're investing, it's going to mean more titles for us to play and just of higher quality, which is just win-win. I... Again, I don't believe that any corporation is your best friend. I don't think you need to like die on any hill for these companies. Because like I said, if you disappeared, they wouldn't care. They're not going to be personally sending search parties for you. But just as a gamer, I want them to do well because I get rewarded if they do well. You know, I'm not. And that's not even me talking about like I've invested uh, stocks into Sony, which I haven't. 
Uh, I'll be up front because stocks scare me. They're just so goddamn yeah, scary. Yeah, I mean, if you want the companies to maybe look at you and care about you, maybe start a podcast, talk about a <laughs> Sony company. Um, I would say, though, we probably talk some of the most shit about That's Sony, true. though. So if they did listen to our podcast, they'd definitely be like, can we just mark them off the list of ever coming to anything? Uh, okay, so number four, our last article of the day. First mainline Splinter Cell in eight years allegedly enters production. This one comes from Push Square. I think this article is uh, a little over a week old, but yeah. like I said, we're gone, and I really want to talk about this. After shoehorning protagonist Sam Fisher and his iconic night vision goggles into, well, everything, Ubisoft has allegedly given the go-ahead to the first mainline Splinter Cell game in almost a decade. According to development sources reported by VGC, the release is in early phases of production and is seen as a meaning of winning back fans who have been frustrated by its use of the stealth series. Riri, you think so? You think so? It's unclear where the game's being developed. Remember, Ubisoft has a ton of teams all over the globe, although it's believed to be in production outside its traditional Montreal base, which is probably a good thing. Despite being in the early phases of production, it's alleged that there's a small chance it could be announced next year. Obviously, between the likes of Beyond Good and Evil 2 and Skull and Bones, the French publisher has a track record for (laughs) revealing projects early. Uh, That's also very true. The last proper Splinter Cell game was 2013's Blacklist, on the PlayStation 3, but there's been crossover content in a number of different titles, including Ghost Recon, Wildlands. A few years back, there was a strong speculation that Sam Fisher was on the cusp of return, but when the project failed to emerge, many gave up hope of a comeback. It sounds like assuming these reports are accurate, we'll finally we'll finally get our wish. Chris, that was a mouthful. He did show up in uh, Rainbow Six Siege as well as a character you can play as now. He is now an operator. Yes. What do they refer to as profession or class as i, I can't oh, remember, I can't remember. it's something silly but i, I did definitely actually on the nose. him <laughs> oh did you yeah i spent all my currency to get him because i'm well, a big fan oh i can't remember what i think it's xd or x defiant or whatever the hell stupid yeah. game but one of the factions i think is like a in his world faction oh, okay if i'm remembering correctly yeah. so that was another way they could just give these guys more blue balls that are waiting for a sam fisher game yeah uh, anyway, I'm super thrilled. I have so much nostalgia for these games. Yeah. I being a PlayStation fan, it's like me and you said, typically talk a lot of PlayStation, but we do have nostalgia for Xbox as well. And these are one of the things I remember loving the Sam Fisher games the, you know, eventually they did come over to PlayStation like this one mentioned though with the PS3. Uh, I think I played the one. It also came to PlayStation three before blacklist, uh, double agent. Yeah, I think that, that, that was, was it. That, I think that was the first co-op one. Yes. And in, either way, I love these games. They oh, were, yeah. in my opinion, especially at the time, the best stealth game available. I still would almost regard them that high. Like, Hitman does a lot of things right, but I love the mesh of, like, it can have action still. Metal Gear level, too. No, Metal- it was better than Metal Gear, man. When the you original Metal Gears are pretty stealthy. They're okay, but they're limited. Like this guy is like yeah, spreading I mean, his legs on walls, and, and yeah. I I thought it had just a lot more variety in your mm-hmm. stealth play. No, I'm a big fan too. I was a big fan of Splinter Cell's Blacklist. I uh, had a lot of fun with that one. Uh, I have it on PC. It had it looked good. It ran well. There was co-op missions you could do with friends where you kind of take out all the guys at the base type of thing. So much fun. I really enjoyed that one. So I'm excited for a new one. 
Definitely. I can't remember which game they introduced it, but one of the coolest features, it's such a small detail, but it means a lot to me, is when you're when they started doing the online gameplay and it's uh, agents versus like, uh, I don't know, like standard people, whatever, spies versus not spies, let's call it that. I can't remember the terminology they use. But anyway, I remember the coolest feature is like, obviously, because you're on separate teams, you can't talk to each other. You can only talk to your teammates. But if you were an agent and you were about to stealth kill them while you're killing them, you could actually talk to them. Oh, yeah. It's the coolest feature that's ever been done, in my opinion. And maybe other games have done it since. I just don't know of them. But yeah, basically, you're, you're like about to break this guy's neck. And you're like, good night, sweet prince. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> and I did that. No, no, exactly. And it's like the funniest thing because it's happened to me. I remember a guy was killing me and he's just saying the craziest stuff. And I'm like, ah, yeah, there's no rebuttal here. So I just, I don't know. I look forward to this. There's so many fun modes. Like I said, me and you have fun with the multiplayer. Uh, I love the story. Everything about it. Story just get too, me yeah. more Splinter Cell and go hardcore. Like, don't, don't give me like one of these reimagining like you guys did with Ghost Recon. Give me a legit Splinter Cell game. That's all I want. So hopefully in the next year, we'll hear something more about that. Who's making it? Who's developing? You know, I would like to know. But at the same time, if the rumors are true and it's not going to be the traditional Montreal base, uh, even better, because uh, what they've been doing lately hasn't been fantastic either. So anyway, we got through all our news articles. That is fantastic. It means we have to move on to the last bit of the show, which is always homework. What is homework? Homework is when we don't have enough time in the show to discuss everything that happened in the last week or two in this uh this episode's case so we just give you all the names of the articles uh the sites you can find them on and then you can go educate yourselves as you see fit so let's get into it ps plus games in november 2021 ps5 ps4 games announced this one comes from push square and those games are first class trouble like we talked about in the state of play knockout city ea's fun dodgeball game kingdoms of amalur re-reckoning on ps4 i think me and you are we are both hovering over the yeah, we were both yeah. hovering on the purchase button for a long time for that one. I think free is a good price. <laughs> the Walking Much Dead, better. I'm glad we waited. The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners PSVR, the Persistence PSVR, and Until You Fall PSVR. Those are the three games I think we've also talked in previous episodes that were going to be additional PSVR free games. So if you have a PSVR, you have access to a crap ton of games in November. Uh, again, only one of them really speaks to me, but I probably will just get First Class Trouble because, you know, it's free and somewhat new. And uh, if I ever get really, really, really drunk, maybe Knockout City. So moving on, Ubisoft throws shade at players who quit Far Cry 6. This one comes from Retbit. And Chris, have you gotten this email yet? No, I haven't gotten the email. I'm surprised because I haven't been playing it in a while. So I'm waiting for my email. Essentially, it was just an email that gets sent saying, hey, 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 I, thanks for giving up on this. And uh, I'm going to take over the city. Yeah. Or I'm going to continue to take over the revolution. Someone would say things like you could do better. I can't remember what it was, but it's insulting. Some some people are taking it like bad. Me, I'm like, I don't know. We've we've been getting emails from games for a while now. And even just like on... um, when you get platinum, sometimes the e- mm-hmm. uh, you get emails from the company saying congratulations from getting the platinum on this. Here's an emblem or something. So yeah, we pretty much give our rights away as soon as you purchase a game, anyway. So I, I for me, I could see it both ways. I I definitely don't think I would be begrudged to get this email, but at the same time, I'm like PR wise, yeah, it's probably a dumb move. Like I don't know how this passed through the office, but whatever. Uh, world premiere of Uncharted movie trailer. This one's from PS Blog. Comes out February 18th. 
Me and Chris, I think Chris, you probably yep. watched it. Yep. What do you? What were your thoughts? It looks good, but I I don't see uh, Sully and Drake. I see uh, Wahlberg Mark, and Holland. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see the characters they're supposed to be. I'm sure they'll act like them, and there's some cool s- scenes they show, and I think I'm going to enjoy it. But it's just hard for me to see the characters they're supposed to represent. <laughs> Unlike Last of Us, where I I know that Last of Us hasn't shown very much. But even just the few little screenshots, it's like, okay, they look like the characters that make sense to me. So my, my, I'm of two minds of this. My only issue is like with all the trouble this thing's had to get as far as it is now, uh, it worked just like any game development. It always worries me when there's just constant issues and it makes you wonder, you know, what's all going on behind the scenes. Is this ever, you know, is it patchable? Can this raft you know float with as many holes in it. like you know I have, I have a lot of questions but either way just based off the trailer i really do hope this is good i really hope this gives us the indiana jones vibes that we've been missing because let's face it crystal skull didn't do anything for anyone <laughs> uh it's aliens chris uh so anyway hopefully it comes out good anyway moving on death loop is already on sale for 40 dollars for ps uh ps5 and pc this one comes from vgc and Further on uh, sale and I would uh, say, hey, who called this? Who called this? This game is not doing amazing, and it proves it. Because Sony doesn't put... Like, how long did Demon Souls take to go on sale? Yeah. For freaking ever. Almost a year, Chris. Yeah. So the fact that this, a month later, is already on sale, and a sizable discount. We're talking about a $70... Or was it? Yeah. A $70 game now on sale for $40. That's yeah. almost 50% I in feel a month. like now it's priced right. Yes, that's what it should have been from the beginning, mm-hmm. but it's only on sale, so it's going to go back up again. So that's the yes. problem. Cyberpunk 2077 now has a third roadmap after missing Windows on the first two. This one comes from Forbes, and what an interesting read. Uh, but again, talking about things that I'm not surprised about. Uh, yeah, here we go again. The only thing I had to look for was when was the PS5 version coming? It said 2022, so it will stay uninstalled until then. I love that it tries to say Q1. I'm like, yeah. you guys don't even have your free DLC out yet. You, Do you know how fast the free DLC came out for Witcher 3? Like, it was ridiculously fast. Yeah. I thought they finished it in, like, the first two or three months. Anyway, moving on. The next BlizzCon has been canceled, and the event is being reimagined. This one comes from VGC. And I assume it's just so they could remove more things that we love. Sony adds much-needed new games section to the PlayStation Store. This one comes from PlayStation Universe. And... That is fantastic. It's absolutely anything they can do to make that store better is yeah. a welcome adjustment. I will take it. Thank you. Elden Ring delayed just over a month to February 2022. This one comes from Push Square. Uh, it's disappointing, but I guess I have hopes in the fact that I registered for the test they want to do in mid-November. Me too. Uh, I really, really want that email. And anyone that gets it that I know of and I don't get it. Please keep the, keep, you know, get, invest in a security system. That's all I'm saying. Either give him the code or don't tell him about it at all. Yes, because there's going to be some serious issues in your future. Dbrand reveals new PS5 Dark Plates days after pulling the original. This one comes from The Verge. Uh, Chris, I think we can both speak on this because apparently we got the last shit. Just under, under the wire. Yeah, for sure. Like, what a weird quinky dink that we so both weird. got our plates, like, a week before this happened. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of glad we did, because I'm not a huge fan of the new vents they put on it to make it not break the, <laughs> the yeah. Sony's rules, I guess. But uh, It's so funny, though, because I think PlayStation deserves this action. I 
I really hope they're frustrated with this and they get upset because I'm sorry. Sony should just either make their own or shut shut the hell up. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like as someone who supports Sony, I'm constantly flustered by the amount of times that we've been promised plates all the time. PS3, we were going to get plates. Never, I think beyond two of them never happened. PS4, same thing. Oh, you can slide that off and we'll we'll give you customized ones. Never happened. And guess what's going to happen with PS5? Never going to happen. Yeah. They're going. You know why? Because they want you to buy the collector's editions. If you want different plates, they want you to buy those whole new versions. Yes, and it's ridiculous. It's stupid, and that's why I'm in support of Deep Brand, and I'm happy we got ours. You're, I agree with you, Chris. I don't love the new version as much, but I honestly, just for something different, I could see myself buying the new new plates but you know i do love it because it's just another insult in sony space i'm almost true. want to support it just yes. because it gets around the rule <laughs> and this is why we don't get free games from sony or invited <laughs> anywhere <laughs> it's like because people are like oh you're too fanboyish i'm like really because i kick just as much shit as them as xbox when they do dumb crap like this so whatever anyway we got through the whole episode that's right that's it for this episode until next monday uh, we are not coming back because that's the way we usually do this. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for giving us your time. It's your most valuable currency. And we respect that. And it humbles us deeply that you'd spend any of it on us. So goodbye for now. Bye, guys. Peace.